Welcome to The Dead Drop, your secret cachet of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. Games are in the world and of the world. We play in our living rooms and create an impact on the world as well. We also need to recognise the impact of Russia on the Ukraine and the potential impact to the rest of the planet. My thoughts are with Ukraine and all supporting countries looking to deter what could become a large chapter in our world history. For a moment, let's put our controllers down and take a moment to consider what is happening. And with that said, here are the gaming news stories that you need to know. Elden Ring, one of the most anticipated games in the industry's history, has now arrived and the fanfare is spectacular. Reviewers everywhere are revealing their impressions, and few of them are disappointed by the game. This is made clear by the history-making 97 score on Metacritic and OpenCritic, two of the most reputable review sites. On the day of release, Steam, Valve's PC-based video game launcher, posted a concurrent player count that peaked at 764,835 players in the first 24 hours of the game. It also saw under 1 million viewers on the Twitch streaming platform, and has given Lost Ark, a new free-to-play MMO, a run for its money. Unease has been brought about by the lack of consistent frame rates on consoles and PC alike, but From Software has since made a statement to address the issues post-haste with patches. Elden Ring is developed by From Software makers of Dark Souls, Bloodborne and Sekiro, and are known for making games that are challenging without compromise. This is clear from those who have played the game already, but the compelling environment and open world seem to have swayed those who might be sceptical about playing the game. As a Dark Souls fan and a glutton for punishment, I'm looking forward to beating my head against this particular brick wall very shortly. The 25th annual DICE Awards took place on the evening of 24th of February and saw many of our favourite games from 2021 rise again into the limelight. Unsurprisingly, there was a smallish pool of games to select from for the awards, but 23 categories in total to be awarded. As DICE is an industry event, it's not unusual for a game like Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart to take the lion's share of awards, but it was interesting to see It Takes Two take the Game of the Year award once again. Check the show notes on deaddroppod.com for a link to the full award list if you're curious. As with these types of events, it's not without its drama. Greg Miller of Kinda Funny was hosting alongside Jessica Chobot for the sixth time. He took his position seriously by making a statement against the mistreatment of workers across the games industry by calling out Bobby Kotick in particular for his contribution. The directed expletive is likely to ripple across the game space, but is unlikely to blow back on Greg as he's a known prankster and regarded for his radical candor. With Russia beginning its hostile engagement with Ukraine, there has been an outpouring of support across the planet, and video games are no different. 11-Bit Studios, a Polish studio that borders with Ukraine, has pledged to donate all profits made on their anti-war title this war of mine. This includes any profits made on the game itself, its DLC, and across all stores and shop fronts that it can be found. This war of mine is a survival game set in a war-torn country where the goal is to survive. The message the game drives is one against acts of war, and does not place the player in the shoes of an elite soldier, instead you must avoid the constant danger of gunfire, disease, and starvation. 
The sentiment of this studio is sharply felt and they are also joined by Restream, a platform developed to enable game streaming and video content that is based in Ukraine. They have offered to relocate their employees and provide support and donations to ensure their employees are safe. I don't think I need to say it, but I wish the best for Ukraine and a hasty end to this needless conflict. Show your support by donating and spreading the hashtag StandWithUkraine. VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb has claimed on his Giant Bomb-produced show Grub Snacks that there may be conversations rousing around the development of a follow-up to Fallout New Vegas in future. Jeff claims to be hearing conversations involving the words New Vegas 2 and Obsidian at Microsoft, which is unsurprising given the title and studio is now under Microsoft's banner. Obsidian developed the first game, but Bethesda published the title as the owner of the IP, and many have lauded New Vegas as a departure from previous Fallout titles with a different developer behind the scenes, and a love for the game has persisted since 2010, when it was released. It would be amazing to have a new Fallout title to play after the last single-player Fallout title was released in 2015, though they have a bit of ground to make up after Fallout 76 flopped very hard. Last but not least, we could not report on the news without mentioning the release of the Steam Deck, Valve's answer to mobile gaming, and the niche created by platforms such as the PlayStation Vita and the Nintendo Switch. The Steam Deck is now in the hands of players and reviewers are releasing their opinions on the product. The majority are enamored by the portability of the Linux-based portable PC and are enjoying the quality of the product. Playing top quality PC titles on the go with a customizable graphics set and control scheme is ideal, and the battery life can be as short or long as required. Despite this, the experience in games can be variable depending on the compatibility. The Verge has given their thoughts and reviewer Sean Hollister marvels at these aspects but feels it falls flat as a product on release that should just work. It is necessarily compared to consoles that are built to last and with little customization required, so it's understandable that an unfinished device with areas of improvement wouldn't score well. It got a 6.5. Even if you're excited by the premise of playing PC games on the go, the Steam Deck is releasing in batches, and if you purchase today, you may not receive it until 2024. Hardware availability may change over time, but just don't get your hopes up. I personally love the idea. A portable PC that plays games and has proven to be an incredibly powerful device. I'll be getting one myself, for certain. You should watch a few videos and read some more reviews if you're considering it for yourself though. And that was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If you want to see the details of the stories, check out our new website. Head to deaddroppod.com for episode transcripts, source links, and listen to episodes. Join me every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday to discuss the latest game news. And if I missed anything, let me know on Twitter at MattBlissPod or via email on deaddroppod at gmail.com. Or don't, and just tell your friends about the Dead Drop for video game news. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.